Welcome to Living Lit, where conversations spark inspiration to live in truth. Journey together with us to explore what it means to live a liturgical life and walk in the truth of our faith. Let's instill a culture in our hearts, homes, families, and world, living a life cooperating with and walking alongside our Lord. I'm Robin Brueggemann. Let's be a light, share the light, shine the light, and live lit. On this week's episode of Living Lit, I have my dear friend, Allie Yaw, with me, and we are going to talk about retreats. So um, a couple of Allie's um, passions lie in spiritual direction and retreats. So we are going to have another episode where we talk about spiritual direction. What is it? What's it look like? Who's it for? How do you find a spiritual director? So that will be coming. But today we are going to talk about retreats. Like who's a retreat for? What do you do on retreat? A silent retreat? Do you really not talk on a silent retreat? Everybody wants to know. So Allie, will you introduce yourself um, to our guests? Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm um, born and raised in Iowa, although I am a Huskers fan, Jamie Hawkeye fan. Little Red. I have a daughter who's a, a Red fan. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to South Dakota eight years ago this month. Um, I have one younger brother and an adorable nephew. Um, I currently work as a case manager and addiction counselor at Volunteers of America. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a spiritual director and um, also a retreat director. I graduated from Capella University with my bachelor's in psychology, and I am currently a graduate theology student at Avila Institute. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I'm just so excited to have you here. I know you outside of things as a friend, and um, you just really inspire and encourage me on my faith walk with the Lord, um, like a little behind the scenes cheerleader. Um, and just, I just love that. And you have such a heart for helping others to see the Lord, know the Lord, feel his love. Um, so I just want to share you with others. And um, in the next episode, we'll, we will talk about the spiritual direction side of things, which um, is an awesome um, side to you that I don't know if you'd call it like a ministry or not, but just a side, that's it's the side of Allie um, that, um, it's just great. And so we are going to talk about retreats today. Um, I have been on a retreat and I feel like they're becoming, um, if they're more popular, maybe you're just, maybe people are starting to notice them more. Um, I went on my first silent retreat last year. So a year ago in December. And um, the funny thing is my years of knowing you um, and we met in catechesis of the Good Shepherd training. I don't know how many summers ago that was. Oh, oh, I feel ago. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, you're like always going on retreats. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I talked and you're like, I'm going on retreat this weekend. I'm going on retreat this weekend. So that's something that you are so passionate about. You are passionate about, you see the value in going on retreats personally. You see the fruit of it. Um, but now you are also, um, this is another side of Allie that you are trained in and the Lord has been placing on your heart for a long time and leading you down um, this path to become a retreat director. So I am so excited. I would love for you then today, we're going to talk a little bit about retreats. Um, who are they for? What do they look like? What do you do when you're on a retreat? Um, am I personally called to attend a retreat? Where do I find a retreat? And um, I know up until I attended a silent retreat last year, which was a, 
it was Thursday night to Sunday afternoon. And even on the way there, I'm still like, do people really not talk? Is it really silent? And my kids are like, you're going on a silent retreat, mom. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, are you kidding me? I'm so excited. Like, I actually hope it's silent. And it was. Mm. So that's a big question people have. Um, but along with that, um, and I, I don't know if you'll talk on this, what we're really hearing a lot is silence. How, um, you know, the world is so loud these days. It's mm. so loud. I think we all desire this slice of silence, mm-hmm. but how do we find it? What do we do? Where do I go? You almost feel like you really do have to leave your existing world mm-hmm. and get away to seek this silence. Um, and the Bishop's Bulletin, our uh, monthly publication that the diocese puts out, actually did an article on silence and the retreat. So anyways, um, will you tell us then, um, you've Lead us in whatever way you want into this. If you want to start with like the value of silence, mm-hmm. or if you want to just jump into what is a retreat and what goes on at a retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, silence, I think, is vital for today's world. If we do not cultivate silence in our heart, then there is no way that we can hear the Lord. And so sometimes people might be in an environment where it may be very challenging to cultivate silence. And it is to find those little, you know, maybe it's a closet in your house. Maybe it's a You know, sometimes they have the rooms under the stairwells. You know, maybe it's that little space. Maybe it's, you know, you rise 15 minutes early before your children may typically get up to have those moments of silence. Or if you're driving and you don't, you happen to not have kids in your your vehicle, don't turn anything on. Don't turn the radio on. Don't make a phone call. Just have those moments of silence for yourself but not just for yourself, with the Lord. Um, And for some, it might be turning your phone off for 30 minutes. Just some mode of silence so that we can hear the Lord, because if we don't cultivate it, the, the Lord cannot get in. The Lord cannot get into a person's heart. So one of those ways that you... um can have that silence is through a silent retreat. And I often do hear the hesitation of, I've never been on a silent retreat before. I don't know if I can get through this. I don't know if I can do this. I hear that frequently. And typically what happens is the person goes on a silent retreat and then when they come back and I check in, you know, how did it go? they're asking when is the next time they can go on a silent retreat. Yes, that was so. I and the people I talked to the same way. Like you're not ready to leave. Yeah, because you originally enter it thinking, "Oh, I bet I'll be so ready to just jabber away at the end of the retreat." But you're not. You're like, "Oh my goodness, that felt so good." Yeah, to just be in that silence with the Lord mm-hmm. with yourself. Turns out to think. Um, so. Let's talk about what a retreat. Um, do you want to talk about first what a retreat is? Should we do that? Sure. What does a retreat look like? 
And there are many kinds of them. Yeah. So maybe you want to talk about the different kinds of retreats before we talk about specifically, let's talk about what a silent retreat would look like. Sure. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways that you can make a retreat. Um, There are retreats that are not silent that you can go to where they'll have conferences and opportunities for prayer and the sacraments and all of that. Um, There are also silent retreats where it's like Ignatian led. And so um, there's a certain type of certain type of retreat. Yep. Certain type of prayer. Yep. Um, And there are conferences given um, and scriptures that the people can pray with. And by conferences, you mean like little talks that people attend and listen to that are have topics. Yep. And then um, they go and pray with those scriptures um, during their free time until the next talk or whatever. Um, So that is another option. There are also Ignatian retreats that might be like eight days that are a silent retreat where there's not a conference, but rather it's that the spiritual director is meeting with the directee that's on retreat for an hour each day. And based on um, what the directee is coming with would determine, you know, what the Holy Spirit is moving as to how they might engage in their holy hours for the next prayer time. Um, So that's another option. Another option is just to make a personal silent retreat that is not directed. So you go to a retreat center and um, you just have personal alone time with the Lord. Um, Even something just simply as bringing your Bible in a journal is, is all you would need for a personal silent retreat. So that's another option. And then another option also is um, there's actually a 30-day. Yes, I've heard of that. Silent retreats. Yeah. Which I have not personally done. Um, but there's also 30-day silent retreats where, um, again, the directee is meeting with the spiritual director um, or the retreat master, however they want to word it, every day for an hour. And then the rest of that time is um, not not every hour, but a lot of that time is spent in prayer with the scriptures that they're being given. And we commonly hear of a 30-day for um, seminarians. Yes. Um, gentlemen in the priesthood, um, priests will sometimes do it too, um, but lay people mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. potentially find yeah. a place that offers that. Um, so you have done such a variety. Mm-hmm. You have visited several retreats. You need like a punch card because <laughs> you're like, you've been to so many. Um, so you are very experienced in attending a variety of types of retreats, of doing your own personal retreats, like just going places and just being there with you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've attended lots of different locations of them, and you've done lots of um, types of retreats. But you are actually going to be offering a silent retreat. So our diocese is incredibly blessed, um, the Sioux Falls Diocese, to have connection to two different retreat centers. We are so blessed here in our diocese. Um, Most people have heard of Broom Tree, which is, um, its address is Irene, I think it's how to call it. Very um, 
um, pretty pretty well known within our diocese and gets used a lot for retreats and our seminarians and priests and even people outside the diocese yeah. that come yeah. to a broom tree because it's so amazing. Um, so there's broom tree, and then there's also Abbey of the Hills, which is Marvin, South Dakota. So we have a retreat center that's um, kind of like south, I guess, of St. Paul. Yeah. Then we have the Abbey of the Hills, which is way north. Um, so you will be um, actually directing a retreat coming up, which is going to be at Abbey of the Hills. And you still have spots. Now, here's the other thing um, that a lot of people are thinking, um, or maybe have already looked into it, like, okay, I want to go on a retreat. And then you go to look and you're like, oh, they're like booked for like years because <laughs> yes. it's hard to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because when people go on retreat, they're like, I'm going to do this all the time. So the next time there's a retreat, like, so they kind of get on the rotation, um, which is so beautiful and fantastic. But more people are finding out about retreats from those of us who have gone and they're like, well, I want to retreat too. Um, so you have one coming up after the first of the year yep. and you still have some spots. So I wanted to have you on to talk about that, but also just to talk about um, retreats in general. So if people start to think, oh goodness, I want to go on a retreat, start praying about it, start thinking about it. <laughs> so let's talk about um, what your retreat, so it is a women's retreat. Yes, and it, it seems like quite often the one, I do see couples retreats, but it does seem as though they're generally kind of this retreat is for men, this retreat is for women. Mm -hmm. um, so yours is a women's silent retreat. So give us a peek into, because it's similar to what people would experience on a traditional sort of silent retreat. So give us an idea of what that's going to look like. Yes. So um, the retreat is Wholeness and the Father's Love, Women's Silent Retreat, January 11th through the 14th of next year. Yep, so 2024. 2024, yes. Um, and really, uh, this retreat theme is something that has been in my heart for a couple of years now. Um, and the the title, even itself, um, Wholeness in the Father's Love, is really a special place in my own heart. Um, and the, the Lord was leading me to this title because... Often, in my experience, um, whether it be, you know, in the counseling world, um, in different areas, that really there needs to be the whole person, like all components of the person for their healing. So spiritual, physical, emotional that wholeness because essentially that is what the church teaches us and so um this real desire in this retreat to look at first of all um that we are beloved daughters of the king we are beloved daughters of the father and to know that foundation but not just to know it but to receive it um, and from there to also learn about what does it actually mean to be a beloved daughter of the king? What does our identity as a woman actually mean in the eyes of the father? Um, 
and not only the eyes of the Father, but also through our Blessed Mother. Mm. Um, how does Mary play an integral role in our relationship with the Father? Um, not only our relationship, but um, the ways in which the Lord desires to bring his healing. Like, how does Mary come into all of that? Um, and just looking at those you know, first to be loved by the Father, to receive that love, um, to know our identity, to know more about who we are, um, our strengths, our struggles. And from that also to um, discover areas in our life that there might be um, a wound or trauma that might be affecting our relationship with the Father. And so if the if the Lord brings something to the surface to look at that and to know what do we do with this? What do we do with the trauma? What do we do with the pain? What do we do with the suffering? Um, but not only what do we do with it, but who do we be? before the Father, and how does the Father receive us in those places? Because in order to receive his love and receive that wholeness, we have to, we have to receive it from him, and we have to receive that safety and security. If we don't, we're probably not going to be safe and secure in other places in our life. So um, it's just a, a, a an area where the Lord has really drawn my heart and this desire to just share this gift with other people. Um, and it's just a beautiful opportunity to have an intimate space to be with the Father, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, with our Blessed Mother. Um, deepen your relationship with the Father. And whatever ways in which the Lord leads that person on the retreat, it's going to be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and that silence to just be still mm -hmm. before the Lord. Um, and the retreat will have opportunities for spiritual direction, um, opportunities for the sacraments, opportunities for um, uh, if they if someone just wants to just receive like just be prayed with, just simply to be prayed with on a specific thing. Um, so it's just a real place to come to receive the love of the Father. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed that out because um, being still and silent um, puts you in such a more receptive place to receive the Father's love. And if it's new to someone, um, it's, I mean, it's beautiful whether it's new to you or it's not. Mm -hmm. But when you are away, and able to just just receive, mm -hmm. receive with no interruption, receive without the noise of everything else. Mm 
it's amazing and um also really empowering too i think mm-hmm. because um it's what we all desire we all just des- have this desire to feel loved to be loved to be accepted mm-hmm. um for who we are and um in and kind of what I'm hearing you talk about, especially with the theme of the retreat that you'll be directing um, with the Father's love is, yes, receiving that. Mm-hmm. But then also you talked about, you know, through the different topics that you will, um, that talks will be given on throughout the days at the retreat, um, where things may arise. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's whatever yeah. the Lord is going to allow and permit during that retreat time. But really um it's just so beautiful because when it happens in this safe zone this you know you're away you're away with the lord yes there's other retreatants there there's a priest there there's um you know where you're away but yet you're really it's all about just you and the lord and deepening that relationship but then if things do come up thoughts um you know ideas memories maybe a wound does like kind of Maybe there's like a bruise there that you're starting to feel a little bit. Um, when that does arrive, you're in this place where you're you're so in the Father's love at the same time, which through your talks and um, little conferences, you're receiving that at the same time. So you're receiving wisdom and knowledge and scripture and prayer um, and ways to think and process and go deeper. But that Father's love is there. You're feeling that so much the whole time. And honestly, I feel like that's really no matter whatever the theme of the retreat is, you know, each retreat kind of has its own like theme. Like maybe it's on Advent. Maybe it's like yours, um, you know, is experiencing more of the Father's love. I know that's not the actual topic mm-hmm. or the, the name of it. But um, so each retreat kind of has its own topic or theme. But whenever you go on retreat, it really is about experiencing the father's love and feeling that and receiving that so that's something i really appreciate on retreat is because the lord knows us so well Mm -hmm. that we can just be with him but sometimes that's hard it is so Mm -hmm. hard to sit and be present and let him love us let him into these areas of our life where he needs to tend to Mm -hmm. but we just don't allow or we don't stop long enough so that's one of the things i just really appreciate about a retreat so that's kind of what i've heard you Mm -hmm. um kind of explaining um with your theme for the retreat weekend so let's kind of look into um a moment like okay so for example this sort of retreat starts on like a thursday night Mm -hmm. so let's just walk because i remember when i went to my first retreat like i had an idea but i was terrified (laughs) remember i was texting you i'm like terrified like when do you stop talking when do you eat can you talk while you eat what are the conferences? Like, what does this look like? What do I do when I go back to my room? All these things. So I just kind of want to walk people through what it looks like. So you arrive to a retreat center. Yep. Um, like in this case, it's on a Thursday night. You are told what to pack, what to bring. And mm-hmm. generally when you're on a retreat, you're at a retreat center of some sort. But generally they have outdoors that you are encouraged and welcome to enjoy um, nature and creation with the father as well Mm -hmm. so you're told what to pack Mm -hmm. Um, and this is all i mean we think of these things as women usually too men probably do too but okay what do i pack so you're given a list of what to bring or whatever um you show up on thursday night you um go to your room which generally you have your own room do you always probably i would think 
most of the time yep. you have your own um, bedroom. It's almost like a little hotel room. Mm-hmm. You have your own bathroom, usually. Usually. Right? Yep. Um, so you have your own space. You get to check in, kind of see what it's like. People can talk. Mm-hmm. When you first get there, there is talking. So you don't have to get out of your car and go, oh, I'm not so talk yet. <laughs> um, so you're free to talk, say hi to some of the people, get to know them. You get situated in your room, checked in. Then you usually go to, is there a, a supper first or is there a talk first? Typically, my experience has been that there is supper first. first. Okay, yep. And at supper, the experience I've had, uh, that I've had is that you can talk during mm-hmm. supper, which is kind of nice because you can get to know the other people that are at your table and, and get it out of your system. Get it out of your system <laughs> before, you know, grand silence begins. Yeah, yep. Um, so typically after supper is then the first conference. Mm-hmm. And at that first conference is when the silence begins. Yep. And they tell you. So it's not they like if you're watching you. us, you don't have to remember everything we're talking about, but they will tell you, okay, after like this point, then we are going to enter into silence. Yes. Um, okay. So there, that's kind of a typical, um, the progression of it. So you usually have like a talk um, yes. or a little conference. Um, and then there's usually like a mass or adoration and or mass and yep. or adoration that first evening. Now, this is not, we're just kind of giving you an idea of what a typical, general. like that not every retreat is going to look this way, but we're just kind of giving you a general idea. Um, so you have mass and or adoration and then generally um, go back to your room yep. to um, to pray, retire for the night, whatever, collect your thoughts, make sure you bring a journal, lots of mm-hmm. yes. telling you like journal. God speaks. Um, in fact, at Broomtree, if you've not been there, on the altar, it says, in the silence, God speaks. And let me tell you, he does. He does. It's amazing. So then um, comes the next morning, and you will be given a schedule. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what, where to be, what time. It'll tell you, you know, we're going to start with Mass at this time. It's going to be in the church or the worship area. Mm-hmm. We're going to have breakfast at this time, from this time to this time. And um, there's usually a dining hall with food ready for you or the the cooks are amazing and cook for you. That's another great thing about going on retreat is when you don't have to cook for yourself, it's yeah. just there. Um, and they generally have like coffee or tea or whatever going to. Um, and then you will attend conference sort of times throughout the day. Yep. Presented by a director. Yep. Um, and then so is yours kind of the pattern of you attend like a talk and then have some time to go back and pray about it? Yeah, like? yep. generally speaking, so a conference and then there is a a period of time where the retreatant can, you know, whatever, however the Lord is moving them. <laughs> um, it might be some people come and they need extra rest. Yeah. So during that time to rest, if that is mm-hmm. how they're being led. Yeah, rest is um, a nap. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. some some people may need more than one nap during the day, just to follow where the Lord is leading them. For some, it might be they you know want to go pray. It might be in the chapel. It might be um, outdoors. You know, walking with the Lord. Um, for others, there'll be there would be opportunities for spiritual direction. So during that time, they could sign up for a spiritual direction slot. Um, other opportunities would be um, just to receive prayer, as I had mentioned before, 
And then there'll be other opportunities, um, breaks where they could have opportunity for confession as well. So it's really just how the Lord is leading them. Uh, But there are those pockets of time where it's, it's Catholic tree time. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. And um, generally mass each day, usually, which is a a tremendous gift. Yes. Um, It's always just neat to know that there's a priest there. You know, sometimes they give talks, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're there just for mass and confession. And if they are a spiritual director. Um, So that's just so beautiful that you really, you really get to fully enter into the Lord. Like we get to um, receive the Eucharist and have the fullness of attending mass. Um, as well. So receiving some of the sacraments like confession mm-hmm. and um, Holy Mass is just awesome. But I like that there's, you know, there is some structure usually like, you know, like you had mentioned, you can go on a personal retreat yeah. where there is no structure and you just go, okay, Lord, what are we doing this weekend? Um, which is great. Yeah. But in this case, it is a structured sort of thing, but you still have plenty of free time yes. to listen to the Lord or talk to the Lord, to sleep, to nap, whatever yeah. um, walk. So I um I love that. So um and you know this is kind of funny but I was like what about meals? Are we like going to hear each other chewing? Like I don't even think I'll be able to eat because we're like we're crunching away. But usually there's like music playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no worries. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, am I the only one that thought of that? I mean, going into it I was like, "Oh my gosh, how do you eat without being noisy?" <laughs> it depends on the retreat center because I have been to a place. Have you been to somewhere fully quiet? They don't have music playing and they just so. don't serve chips fully. <laughs> <laughs> For something crunchy. So, in any in any um way, that is something sometimes people think about, but yeah. um yeah. but it is so honestly though once you get there and you enter you really don't think of those things. I'm I'm mostly joking with that. I mean, it didn't mm-hmm. occur to me when I first got there that I was a little mm-hmm. bit concerned about eating in front of people. But um, but it's so beautiful. And everybody's in the same boat. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they're and yet such a wide range of people you yep. will um that you experience and you don't really get to know them. You know, you chat in the beginning. Um, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but so you go through the retreat, you attend the different things throughout the day, you know, you've got talks, um, prayer time, free time confession, opportunity for spiritual direction, mass, eating scattered throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you want to add into that? Adoration. Opportunity yeah. for adoration, which is Christ so adoration. amazing. Yep. Um, that will be offered um, most of the evening. So, um, yeah, that's another opportunity as well, a Eucharistic Holy Hour. Um, and then additionally, to just to emphasize that during the free time, Sometimes it's important to remember that you don't always have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. So one of the retreats that I went to in the past, I remember the priest saying that if you just show up in the chapel and you just sit there with Jesus and that's what you do during your retreat time, that is enough mm-hmm. to just sit and just be with the Lord. So I know that some people can struggle with feeling like they have to be doing something all the time during, you know, those pockets of free time. If you just sit and be with the Lord, that is enough. Um, I think it's really a, you don't need to show up with expectation. Yes. In fact, you shouldn't. You should, you should because not. most of the time he's got other expectations. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so that's really what it is. I mean, you can 
obviously we all have things on our mind like oh my goodness if i if i went in silent retreat i'd have time to think of xyz mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um and you you may but yeah don't show up with expectations of yes. what it what you hope to get done mm-hmm. for what prayer you hope to get dealt with with the lord just to just show up and let him um lead mm-hmm. let the holy spirit lead but yeah without those expectations I think another thing, too, is the recommendation to not bring a lot of books that you think might get read (laughs) because that can be a distraction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. during the retreat. Now, sometimes there might be a proper place and, you know, for for that if the Lord is leading a person in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But to bring a bunch of books can also be a distraction. In fact, I think that I think the the big retreat I went on, I think they may have even said don't. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't bring a bunch of books and stuff. I mean, bring a Bible, obviously, and whatever. But um, yeah, because you really don't need it. No, You're, you everything that you need is provided. You know, bring your basics, your yep. Bible. Dream. Yeah, but everything dream. else, the Lord provides, and their retreat, the people putting on the retreat will provide that. Mm-hmm. So, who is a retreat for? Well, actually, let me back up here a second. Let's let's wrap up what a retreat looks like. So, closing day. Let's say the day we're going to go home, mm-hmm. we have breakfast, masses on that day yeah. throughout, and then usually like um, some sort of a closing sort of usually a conference. conference. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then as they're talking then, like when does the talking start? <laughs> uh, typically the talking will start at the end of the last conference. Yep. Some Some retreats that I've been to, some will do a sharing of graces mm-hmm. at the end. And some don't. So it really just depends on um, the retreat and if that's something that they're going to do. But otherwise, after l- the last conference is when the silence is broken. Yeah. And it's funny because you'd think everybody would be just like, ah, right to talk. But you're really not. I mean, you do a little bit um, just because you feel like even though you didn't talk to these other women, you feel like this really cool, strange sisterhood with them, even though you you don't even really know. You might not know them. You might. Yeah. You might be there with friends or an acquaintance. But it's just beautiful because you just experience something. It, it's just profound, really. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. So you have like this new sisterhood. Um, so who is a retreat for? I personally feel like a retreat is for anyone. I think that just from my own personal experience, I I obviously was not a person who always went on retreats. <laughs> um I just, I have recognized the fruit that comes from going on a retreat on a regular basis. There have been pockets of time where I haven't had the opportunity to go on a regular basis, and I can tell. You can see the difference. I can see the difference. Mm -hmm. And so I personally feel like a retreat is for anyone, whether it's a day retreat. There are even just one day silent retreats, um, you know, or if it's two days or three days. Uh, I don't think that someone going to a retreat will ever be time wasted unless, you know, it was spent in distraction or whatever. But it's just such a beautiful opportunity for that intimacy with the Lord. Um, is there anything that you want to add? So retreats generally have um, a fee 
And that is because, you know, the the conference center that is hosting the retreat, I mean, they have their operating expenses mm-hmm. and um, things. There might be stipends for like the priest or spiritual directors. Yes. And then there's always amazing, almost always, not always, depending on your retreat center. But if you're going to like the Abbey or Room Tree, they have amazing food there. Yes. Um, so can you tell us about like what like the fee involved for a retreat. Um, think of it as going on vacation, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're going to take a trip and you're going on vacation or you have a business trip, mm-hmm. it does. there's money yeah. to make yeah. that happen and to get there. So tell us about the fee, uh, maybe in general, or what is the fee to attend yours coming up? Yeah. So for each retreat, the fee is going to be different mm-hmm. um, based on the circumstances. Um, the retreat fee covers the room and board or the lodging, mm-hmm. um, covers the meals, covers, you know, helps cover the operations of the building, as you mentioned. Um, also, the stipend for the spiritual directors um, comes from that as well. Um, so the the fee for the retreat in January is $250. Um, it actually was a little bit higher um, but due to some generosity, um, and it was able to be lowered. So praise God for that. Um, so $250 for the retreat in January. That covers, again, the lodging, the meals, um, everything mm-hmm. for the retreat. Yep. And that is Thursday night. Thursday through Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us the dates again for your retreat coming up in January, because I would like to extend that invitation since you do have a few spots left. Yeah, because honestly, folks, it's rare. It is, <laughs> it, um, it's hard to find a spot. So that's why I really wanted to um, let people know about this. So tell us the dates again. Yeah. So January 11th through the 14th. And how 2024. Yeah, 2024. Sneaking right up. <laughs> um, and then tell people how can they get more information. We can hook a um, like flyer and resource sheet on sure. the show notes. But how can people find out more information? Yeah. So if you, you could, they could email me, um, wholenessandthefatherslove at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then I could send them the link. The link is a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a link where they can register um, for the retreat and if they're not able to register through the link, then they can just simply send me an email and I can get them registered. They okay. also can go to um, Abbey of the Hills website, actually, mm-hmm. and click on the calendar of events and you can register there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a little bio in there um, about me and then um, everything is, you can pay the fee there and everything. So awesome. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, well, I'm super excited uh, for you to direct this retreat, and um, and I appreciate you coming in and talking about retreats. And um, I'm sure you'd be happy to, because you you just love helping people get, you know, information or whatever. If people have questions, can I email you? Just, yes. Even if it's about a retreat in general, yes. not even yep. specific to your retreat. Um, so, yeah, feel free to reach out to Allie with any questions you have about a retreat in general or specifically this retreat that she's offering. And then keeping an eye out, um, if you live in our diocese, then uh, keep an eye out in the Bishop's Bulletin. There's always, not always, but I think generally a little square that lists um, the broom tree retreats that are coming up and um, Abbey the Hills or go to each of their websites. And I can link those in the show notes. So um, especially since those are the two that we are blessed in our diocese to have the partnership and connection to. Um, so um, that and Allie is She's visited so many retreat centers and hermitages and different places. So 
Allie is also a good resource um, to ones not in our diocese, but mm-hmm. beyond. Mm-hmm. So anything else you'd like to add before we close up? Um, yes, just one additional note about the retreat in January. The deadline to sign up is January 4th. Yes. So um, there are some spots left, but they have been filling up quite fast in the past week. So make sure to sign up. And it's what a beautiful way to start the year, really. You know, um, it's a time of year where many people are like trying to make resolutions. And especially it's a great time to make sure we're evaluating how do we want to change our spiritual life and how do I want to get to know the Lord more? And a silent retreat will most definitely help you to um, connect with the Lord. So thank you, Allie, for coming in and thank you sharing so much about what you have going on in the retreat. So thanks so much for joining us this week. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to like, subscribe, and share Living Lit and reach out with topics you'd like tackled at livinglit at sfcatholic.org. And be the light, shine the light, share the light, and live lit.